When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Anonymous in D.C. He says he knows about this Dr. Neo that Aaron Rodgers is speaking about. He's really the great Dr. Smokey from Compton, and his description is, dude, put on Earth, you and me. Better take advantage, man. Better take advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Buddha lovers. <laughs> Gotta learn up the Buddha. <laughs> I'm so glad you chose me. <laughs> Obviously, we're ahead of schedule. What's good with you? You know what's good? The best show on your radio. That's what you know it better is Freddie and Harry. Got my man Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget about us by telling your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Hit us up anytime you want, especially right now. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Do you actually believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and play for the New York Jets this year? 888-729-3776. That is the Dr. Pepper calling line. Harry Douglas doesn't know if he believes it, but you know who believes it? Maybe just maybe Aaron Rodgers, Jets quarterback. He said he's ahead of schedule when he's on the Pat McAfee show. Look, I think we're kind of way ahead, Pat, and just even saying that. There's there's just markers. You know, you saw me walk without crutches and throw on the field. Like, that's another marker is going to be jogging. And then another marker is going to be going through a pregame workout, probably, and get on the practice field. And all these are going to take time. It's not just going to be, you know, boom, 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 boom. There's, there's critical markers that I have to hit uh, as far as single leg strength and being able to do heel raises and being able to uh, do explosive movements. And, and these are all progressions that take time. So th- this is obviously we're ahead of schedule. There's a lot of factors to that. There's the way I've attacked the rehab. There's obviously the surgery that uh, Dr. Elitrox did. There's the rehab that I've done uh, and kind of the round-the-clock approach that I've had. There's implementing the diet that I've been doing as well. And then just the power of the mind and the power of the manifestation of the of the desires. Um, all those things together still doesn't get you back on the field. You have to hit a bunch of bunch of different things and be feeling a certain way. You know, that's, that's the goal. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to put a timetable on on it specifically that makes absolutely no sense i think one of the things that got lost in that whole spiel that we heard from aaron Rodgers right there was just the power of the mind Mm -hmm. like the power of the mind is everything and what you tell yourself you can do and can actually happen because let's just say let's take cold weather for instance right a lot of people don't like playing in cold weather but if you're continuously worried about the cold weather yeah you're gonna be cold but if you don't think about it and you just go out there and play, it's the, probably the last thing that you're thinking about when you're on the football field. So the power of the mind has influence on a lot of things in your life, not mm-hmm. just coming back from the Achilles energy, but in, in everyday life, period. Right. Everything you said is spot on. I don't know if he's going to come back and play this year. My gut still says no. Whatever modern medicine, whatever new age rehab he's doing, I'm not going to short that at all. But the power of persuasion can be a very, very wonderful thing. And if anybody <laughs> needs the power of persuasion in a positive manner, it's the organizations he is with now when it comes to the New York Jets. You know you have the power of that organization. You know you have the stroke and electricity when even your new head coach, Robert Sala, talked about you, not just as a recovering person from an injury, but as a superhero known as Aaron Rodgers. Selfishly as a coach, his superpower is his presence. And him being in this building, being around his teammates, being in the locker room, his his positive attitude, the uh, his, his thoughts of manifestation and all that stuff, I think it's powerful. And uh, so obviously as a coach, of course, selfishly, I want him here every single day. I want him in every meeting. I want him on the practice field. I want him on the sideline. I want him in the locker room selfishly because he's a uh, he's an unbelievable human. Leaping tall Achilles injuries with a single bound. Stronger to throw a football without a boot on his foot. Able to leap tall defenses when he gets back on a football field. He's not a Jet. He's not a man. He's Aaron Rodgers' man. That's how the kind of power persuasion that the Jets are hoping will continue, no matter if he's out there or not. 
because there are two specific people that have benefited from that. The offense coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, because people are leaving him alone now. Not he's not figured out Zach Wilson, but made the Jets offense better than could have been at, and imagined after what we saw the first time he's a starting quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys. And definitely Zach Wilson. Both of those two guys were catching so much heat. Aaron Rodgers told everybody, guys, you got to knock it off. You guys got to come together, not be torn apart. The two main beneficiaries of the power of persuasion, the power of the mind of Aaron Rodgers, have been the two guys that have had his fortunes tied to him. Nathaniel Hackett, the offense coordinator, and Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the Jets. That's a big reason, in my opinion, why this team is 3-3 three and three and now 1-5 and five and 2-4 and four and limping into the bye week. Well, that's why his presence, I, I, I definitely feel like, is needed around that Jets organization, right? And the two people you just mentioned, Freddie, Nathaniel Hackett. Aaron Rodgers is in New York because of Nathaniel Hackett. He's a guy that has a tight-knit relationship um, with Coach Hackett, him and Aaron Rodgers, those two, those two guys. Also, when you look at Zach Wilson being the quarterback right now for the Jets, he looks up to Aaron Rodgers. He's a guy, before he got into the league, Aaron Rodgers is a guy he, he – he, you know, if, if posters were still – being available to be made to or put on your wall, yeah. he will have a poster of Aaron Rodgers on his wall. Who's to say he doesn't? Right? And, and <laughs> Aaron, facts. And Aaron Rodgers is actually a guy that has vouched for Zach Wilson and shown him on numerous of occasions that, hey, I believe in you, young cat. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you can do this above everything. and Forget what everybody else is saying. I believe in you. I know what it takes to be a good quarterback in this, in this league and just take things slowly. Take it by steps and, and learn. But I also think like his presence is very meaningful for that football team. When you look at that defense and you look at the relationships that Aaron Rodgers has built with those guys across the team, not just offense, but special teams, defense, and his relationship with Sauce Gardner and Quentin Williams and company. When they see that young man out there with them, it brings an extra energy. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Like each individual player has things going on in their life and they're playing for a certain cause. Right. But collectively, it's a team game and you want to do your best. And when you can have one of your brothers there in which he vouched for y'all and you felt like he's going to put this team in a position to be able to contend for a Super Bowl. When he's there in your presence, you don't want to let him down. You don't want to let him down when he's not there, but especially when he's there with y'all around y'all and he's trying to do everything in his power to get back to be with you guys and join you. So you want to hold a you want to hold a fort down until he's able to get back to say, hey, man. Hey, old head, we, we did. I think we held it down for you. Now we need you. Name calling, old head. Yeah. Name yeah, calling. Head. That's what yeah, we're doing. Head. You know you're the same as Aaron Rodgers, right? It's li- I, huh? <laughs> oh, now, now we have amnesia. <laughs> now we have amnesia. Knowing Knowing list. We're doing that now. <laughs> where are the Jets when it comes to the tree of trust and if they have that strong branch to be a champion, whether Aaron Rodgers comes back or not? We'll do that couple of minutes here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas, Mr. Amnesia himself, and Freddie Cohen bring the truth of the matter on ESPN Radio. But will the Jets see Aaron Rodgers in a uniform by the end of the year? We hear from you right now at 888-729-3776. Timothy in Texas, Aaron Rodgers will be back on the football field by the end of this year or not and why? Um. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. I just first want to say that. Respect you guys both a lot. Appreciate you. And – uh Will he be on the field? Honestly, I honestly think he might be a yes. I'm going to say yes. And one thing I want to—I really want to compliment Harry Douglas for you saying and recognizing the power of the mind. Now, usually when I'm listening to ESPN and usually when I'm listening to a majority of sports reports, y'all are usually the most immature on a spiritual level when it comes to manifestation, that word, or – Anything that's on the cunning edge of spirituality, usually it is drowned with like a high school level attitude of like, let's laugh at it, let's poke at it, and then, you know, like, let's create a disbelief around what other people are thriving with. Like when he did ayahuasca, how many times I heard people say and laugh at like just that thing, and it's honestly... Uh, just showcasing people's immaturity because they have zero idea of what that actually could benefit because they are too afraid to experience it. And so when you're too afraid to experience it, you attack it like an immature 
high schooler. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, I hear what you mean, Timothy, in Texas. I'm not going to say that you're wrong, whether it's people on this network or other networks, because I've always been a big believer people fear what they don't know, and it's easy to ridicule what they don't know. And let's be honest, because Aaron Rodgers did it, not saying he set himself up for it, but he's an easy target based on a lot of things that he said inside and outside of football. So the minute that that got attached to him and the Prince of Darkness, people went down that road. At times, I went down the road and said, oh, Prince of Darkness, okay, if that works for Aaron Rodgers, we'll see. But because he's made himself that kind of target, and believe me, Aaron Rodgers can handle it. He's not worried about people throwing bullets and arrows at him. If they feel that way about it, he's still going to speak his peace, speak his truth according to him, and just go on about it, no matter how people feel about it one way or the other. And, Freddie, I'll be honest with you. Like, when it comes to the mental capacity of things, and I, I learned this. I thought I had mental toughness when I went to college, but then when I got to college, I learned it to another level. And once I learned it at a su- certain level, there's nothing in this world, and I mean this from the bottom, there's nothing in this world that mm-hmm. can break me as a human being mm-hmm. once I learn mental toughness yeah. on, in, on any level, period. Sure. But, but it, and that goes also into the power of the mind, right? Absolutely. And believing certain things that you believe in and also being mentally tough in a lot of situations. Um, so I, I, I agree with him to a certain degree. Yeah, and that's why I said the power of persuasion. Yeah. The mind can be a wonderful thing when you believe in it, it can really mess with you a little bit if you allow it to. So, yep. yeah, that, that's why I talk about a lot of mental health, people trying to make sure that's that's no longer stigma anymore that people want to ignore when it comes to no matter how you feel about it, no matter which path or, you want or to Or make fun of because or, so, for so many absolutely. years, yeah, like, like when I was growing up, when you was growing up, people mm-hmm. got laughed at for certain things that no doubt. are praised for coming to the forefront about, in which I'm glad we're now in that space yeah. and people are able to do those type of things and come to the forefront about because there was a time when, when it, you couldn't do that. And it, and it did more harm to people versus helping them moving forward. And one guy's mentality I don't worry about is Aaron Rodgers. No, Believe no. me, there are a lot of things you can say about him. Mentally weak, you can't say that about that guy, no matter how you feel about him. Andre in North Carolina, if, do you believe Aaron Rodgers will come back and play this year for the Jets or not, and why? I believe if he doesn't come back, first of all, I, honestly, I think that he won't. Um, I think it's a little bit too much of a, of a, of a stress. But even if he doesn't, honestly, I believe they still have a shot at a Super Bowl. I look at it like the Baltimore Ravens. You play real good defense and just have Zach manage manage the game, you got a shot. Andre North Carolina, as a Jets fan, Lord knows I want you to be right. I will get on my hands and knees and pray to my maker that that will come true. Believe me, I would want nothing more than that. I got to see it from Zach Wilson. They got a championship-level defense. They got playmakers on the outside, but there's still questions about that offensive line. There's still questions about that quarterback. If that happens, that will be a new Jet miracle compared to Super Bowl three and Joe Namath if that happens this year. Well, that's that's the thing, though, because I think in 2023, I think where football is at this juncture in its entirety, I think you have to have that dude at the quarterback position to make plays. To be a dude. Versus great defenses. And right now, I can't sit here and say that if you get down to the final four teams in the AFC championship game, that Zach Wilson is going to be able to make those plays over Joe Burrow. Zach Wilson is going to be able to make those plays over Patrick Mahomes. Or Zach Wilson is going to be able to make those plays, even though they beat him the first game of the year, Mm -hmm. over Josh Allen. Or Zach Wilson is going to be able to make those plays over Lamar Jackson. I can't sit here and say I can I can say that. I, I'm far from that, I'll be honest. Yeah, me too. But like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Andre North Carolina has a Jets crystal ball somewhere in his wonderful abode in the great state of North Carolina that says, hey, this is what I see because I would love to see that. The Jets actually make a Super Bowl when I'm old enough to remember and digest it and understand it because the only time they won a Super Bowl – I was three years of age. I don't remember nothing from nothing that happened back then when I was three years of age. Keep weighing in at triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on the Dr. Pepper calling line on Freddie and Harry and ESPN radio. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Do you believe Aaron Rodgers is coming back this year or not? And why? Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Vinny in Alabama, where do you stand, my friend? Hey, yeah, I do not think that Aaron Rodgers will be coming back this season. Um, largely because um, traditionally he's a quarterback who um, holds on to the ball a little bit longer than most others. Um, he likes to use his feet, um, improvise, dance around in that pocket. Um, I think that's going to be way too much stress on that 
he's the player he uh, would like to be. So I do not think he's coming back. I think one of the things that Aaron Rodgers pointed out today when he was on McAfee's show is that it's not his back Achilles, his back foot, it's mm-hmm. his front foot. Yeah. And that's important because, you know, when you're dropping back, you know, most of your weight is on that back foot. Now, the front foot is still important. And you still got to do things on that, on that front leg. But the fact that it is his left one and not his right one, I think that's significant, too, in this whole ordeal. And I would think at that point, when Aaron Rodgers comes back, even though this offensive line is without Vera Tucker, and that's a huge mm-hmm. loss, that's more games under their belt. And I can't help but also have the mindset that if this unit knows that you have your walking Hall of Famer coming back, we got to tighten up the ship that much more. And if you're Nathaniel Hackett, our game plan got to be, you know, the screws got to be tightened even more. Absolutely. Because we can't afford this young man to go out there and get hurt again. You mentioned that, Bobby, because you mentioned the Pat McAfee show, meaning Aaron Rodgers just quarterback on how unique this whole thing is, not just the surgery, but pole surgery. Listen, I, I believe in the power of intention. I believe in the power of your mind and, and the will, willpower. Basically, this entire time, I've kind of said this is what I'd like to do rehab-wise. Uh, Neil, you know, my doctor, Neil Atrosh, did a kind of a newer, innovative surgery. You know, I, I asked him if we could push it, if we could push it beyond the normal protocols. Cam Akers had the same surgery. He was able to come back in about five months. Uh, me and JK both had the surgery within a couple of days of each other. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what both of our prognosis is and in our timetable. But I, I just wanted to do things uh, uh, quicker and smart, but quicker. And, and like I've said, you know, the most important thing is you just don't want to stress the acute. Stress, okay. Stretch, not okay. So it's just about being smart with the rehab and pushing it as much as I can and then backing off on the days that it doesn't feel great. Aaron Rodgers would not be doing this or talking about this if he was still a member of the Green Bay Packers. If this had happened to him as a member of the Green Bay Packers, he's not having any kind of new age surgery, or even if he was, he's not talking about coming back this year to play for the Packers. He knows exactly what he's been able to build with the New York Jets in a short amount of time. It also helps that the Jets have literally given him the keys to the kingdom. He is the most powerful guy in that organization. The coach knows it. The players know it. Aaron Rodgers know it. And they all know that each other knows it. If he was still a member, Harry, the Green Bay Packers, he's not accelerating anything because that's how much he was bent. Not at the players. Not at the people and the fans. But the guys in the higher-up offices, the general manager and the president when it came to Green Bay Packers. If he still wore a different color green, there's no way he's accelerating this like he wants to do this to get back on the field before the season is over with the New York Jets. And, Freddie, I would say this about when you have a catastrophic injury, right, and you're coming back from it and you're in that rehab process, and I'm going to speak to my experience. I remember they gave me some powerful, powerful painkillers. <laughs> and I remember I was like, you know what, I'm going to take these painkillers. Hold on a second. Before- Can we imagine Harry on painkillers or is it just me? It was Percocet. It was Percocet. Can we imagine Harry not in his right mind Bro. on painkillers? When, when, so, when did we get in that 30 for 30? <laughs> no, no lie, man. So I got to tell you a quick story, Freddie. Go ahead. I want to hear I, it. I remember the first time I took a painkiller and I had forgot the instructions, right? So I just took one. Right. And I was like, okay. It's time for me to go home. Uh-huh. But I, I had driven to the facility. Okay. And I remember mm-hmm. within the first two minutes of me driving, mm-hmm. I pulled over to the side of the road mm-hmm. and I told my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I said, I need you to come get me. Yeah. Because I'm not feeling right right now. <laughs> because you are not on planet Earth. No. No, 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 no. But I, but, I, but I think for Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know if he's taking the painkillers or not, I think one of the hurdles that I had, though, right. was being able to go and rehab and do everything without taking the painkillers. Right. Because at first I was at a point where, man, I got to take these because this it's, it's painful, it's gruesome. But I had to stop myself from taking them. Mm-hmm. And I went to the point where I poured them all down the toilet and flushed them down. You were afraid to get addicted, right? To, to, yep. I didn't want to get addicted, number one. And I wanted to force myself to be able to do the rehab without painkillers because I didn't want to rely on them. Oh, yeah, that's great, man. Fantastic stuff by you as far as that goes. Hey. <laughs> we're so juvenile on this show. <laughs> Good Lord. Man, no, I took that first. I took that uh-huh. Percocet, Freddie. Woo. 
about two minutes of driving, I had to pull over, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your body was on planet Earth. Your mind and soul, mm-mm, not at all. Come get me. Yeah, and she did, and now she's your wife. So apparently, you know, you knew that was the woman for you, that you could trust another to come get you and get yep. you out of that predicament that you put yourself in. Sean in New Jersey, Aaron Rodgers, will he come back or not, and why to play football for the Jets this year? Yeah, well, you know, I, with Aaron Rodgers coming back, I'll tell you, I'm happy with what I'm seeing from Zach Wilson now. I mean, finally turning things around. And uh, I, I think Aaron Rodgers' influence has been terrific. Um, I would love to see him come back around playoffs time. But, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about and hearing is how great this positive support from Aaron Rodgers has been during preseason, after the injury, his, his support of, of Zach Wilson. Um, Sal has been supporting Zach Wilson during those tough times. But um, – I don't think it's just that that turned Zach Wilson around to be performing much better. What is it in your opinion? Uh, I think the things that turned around for Zach, we saw it in the Kansas City game, because after their dismal loss against the Patriots the week before, it was Broadway Joe who came out and gave a kick in the butt to Zach Wilson and the rest of the organization. And the next week, things are turning around. It's fair because if you have somebody in your organization that still has that power of his voice when it comes to Joe Namath and everybody else is banging on Zach Wilson. I just think it got to a point that Zach Wilson, I don't give a bleep. Seriously. Everybody else was what to Zach Wilson? They were just giving it to him. They were, <laughs> Paul. They were just giving it to him. Over and over again. There you go. Hey, yo. <laughs> there you go. We're going to be juvenile. I can be the most immature one here. Excuse me? To- <laughs> what? <laughs> Once again, the power of persuasion. There we go. Prime example as far as that goes. But, 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 that, but that's a good point, though, because you, you talk about the most influential jet of all time, right? coming out Mm -hmm. and saying these things. So it's really going to catch your attention more so than anything else because where you hold him in high regards of what he's done. And he played the same position that you you play, and he won a Super Bowl here. Yeah, and they didn't respond in terms of what does he know. They all said, you know, Joe has his opinion. And Zach Wilson said, I'm I'm looking to prove him wrong. So far, so good in two and a half games with Zach Wilson and the Jets. Came that close to beating Kansas City and back-to-back. Shut up. You guys are just so juvenile what, right now. What they was back-to-back doing is that. They're just giving it to him. There, you feel better? <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Keep giving it to us. Keep weighing in on Aaron Rodgers at, uh-huh. at Coleman ESPN. Yeah. And well, it's just wait a minute. City. I am not a part of that equation. <laughs> And at Ace Douglas 83, believe me, keep weighing in on Aaron Rodgers. You think mm-hmm. he will be back before the end of the year in a Jets uniform at Coleman ESPN? Just stop it. And at Ace Douglas 83 with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry, it's time to let you know exactly the things that you might have missed in week six that you should have been paying attention to. We give it to you next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Mine is like two and a half, three inches long. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He's big boy. I'm Andre 3000, better known as Freddie and Harry. Freddie, Cobb and Harry Douglas together, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget, we're taking it to 7.30 Eastern time of the National Championship Series Game 2. Philadelphia Phillies already leading that series 1-0. They're taking Arizona Diamondbacks. We take you up to 7.30, first pitch to 8.07 Eastern time right here on ESPN Radio. We'll take more of your calls in 15 minutes at 888-729-3776. Will Aaron Rodgers of the New York Jets return and play this season? Be a part of that in the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776. Do you believe Aaron Rodgers will come back and play this season for the Jets? Your phone calls in 10 minutes at 888-729-3776. Diving a little deeper into this week's NFL schedule. I think I need more information. This is Here's What You Missed. Now, man, Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals, now they've won two straight. They beat Cincinnati 17-13. to Nothing was pretty, but better an ugly win than a pretty loss. And when it was all said and done, Joe Burrow said, yeah, we played se- terrible in the second half. Not the defense, the offense. Our defense stepped up big in the second half. You know, offense was really good in the first half. We were horrible in the second half. So we just got to be able to put, get, put together a complete game. How much confidence, Harry, do you have that Cincinnati can make a legit playoff run and overcome their slow start again? I have confidence in them, a lot of it, because I've I've seen it done before within this organization, within this team. Also, that defense yesterday, you talk about two opportunities at the end of the game. They had to stop the Seattle Seahawks in their offense, and they did just that. Stopped them on downs. They forced turnovers. Uh, Geno Smith, Cam Taylor-Britt, also Mike Hilton, he's playing at a high level, blitzing off the slot, guarding, you know, slot wide receivers. But I think collectively as a defense, they're just starting to find, I think, their nucleus. They have some new stuff in the back end. They lost two starting safeties. They lost some corners. So I think they're starting to catch their stride a little bit. The offense needs to be more consistent, though. Yeah, no doubt about it. They'll win this week. They got the bye week, so they won't lose that. But we're going to find a lot about this football team courtesy of these six games 49ers on the road buffalo they go, at oh home. they losing that one okay buffalo at home houston texans at home no longer an mm. easy mark in the schedule at the baltimore ravens we know those bloodbaths look like they already lost once at baltimore ravens home versus pittsburgh pittsburgh just hanging around you never know then at the jacksonville jaguars between october 29th and september and excuse me and december 4th we'll find out a lot about cincinnati I want to say my confidence is 50-50. They need to come out of that stretch three and three. Anything below that, they're not making the playoffs in 2023. So I'll say it's half and half, my confidence in them. Speaking of the Texans, (laughs) about the Houston Texans, nobody saw this coming. This team playing like that, this soon under D'Amico Ryans. They beat the Saints over the weekend. They were more physical than they are. And C.J. Stroud continues to impress as the rookie quarterback of the Texans. It's like it's ups and downs. Um, my teammates were all like, man, you got this. Let's go. Um, and I look back, D'Amico was like, <laughs> D'Amico was like, man, you got it. Like, he, I can see it in his eyes. Like, he cared uh, about how I was going to respond. So, um, for me, uh, that means a lot just for them to have trust and faith in me. And uh, I'm going to have trust and faith in myself, too. Like, I know that that play, he made a good play. Um, and they weren't going to give me again. So, um, just learning from that um excited that we went down and scored um i thought that was really big um so a lot of other things i can clean up like some things i probably did worse than that interception um that wasn't really highlighted so uh for me uh, just getting better texas a three and three how realistic can we put playoff next to their name or inside of their name in the same sentence when it comes to the houston texans yeah i'm just gonna slow it down but i do mm-hmm. love the job that D'Amico Ryans has done. Also, Bobby Sloat, their offensive coordinator. C.J. Stroud is a straight baller, and he's going to be able to play at a high level for a long time in this league. His first interception, let me talk about that really quick, though, Freddie, because it was a bad interception, 
But this is why you never give up on plays if you're the other 10 guys on offense or all 11 guys on offense. Nico Collins was able to knock that football out from the defender that intercepted it. The Houston Texans recovered that football, and then they went down and scored a touchdown. That was a pivotal moment in that ball game. So instead of New Orleans getting three points or seven points, the awareness of Nico Collins to knock that ball out from the defender that intercepted it and then – Houston recovering it allowed them to go down and score a touchdown. But I like what this team is Mm -hmm. defensively and offensively, and they're not just an easy win on your schedule. Yeah. I want want to see how they handle it now because now they got everybody's attention, and now more teams are going to have film on them, especially their quarterback. What kind of adjustments can they make? They're still too young to do that, in my opinion. But I love the start. I like the fact that D'Amico Ryans has brought that culture, and they have bought in sooner than later. A big reason why a talented young team is 3-3 three and three and nobody saw that coming from the Houston Texans. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Giving you what you missed courtesy of NFL Week 6 here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. ESPN app, excuse me. Now from the Sorry Harry department. Here's Atlanta Falcons. Losing to Washington Commanders 24-16. to 16. Excuse me? They're now 3-3. Three and three. Desmond Riddle looked great the week before. He didn't look great on Sunday throwing three interceptions. And two of those interceptions... We're in the fourth quarter, under five minutes to play, and a chance to maybe tie the game. His head coach, Arthur Smith, said. Look, you get in those situations, and as they change up looks, and, you know, like I said, they made a play on the ball. No one coming out, I believe, to the field right in the third quarter. Uh, the guy undercut Van, I believe. And then they turned that in. They, they believe they scored off the screen off of that to Robinson. And then the um, right going out rolling around you know unfortunately the delay happened so it's not like i said it's not going to be good enough when you do stuff like that most self-inflicted wounds and like i said you're throwing the ball away the guy was right there so uh, clearly took points off the board just we've got to be better and we will that hasn't been an issue but it clearly was today jeff okay i don't believe they're going to bench him anytime soon but what does your gut tell you about if he keeps this up he could be out and Taylor Heineke could be in a quarterback. Well, I think right now you also got to survey the entire NFC South, right? They're still one game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the beauty about this past weekend is that every team in that division lost. Right. So you're Good still point. right in the thick of things. Like they have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next. They have Tennessee, Minnesota, and Arizona, right? So they have a favorable schedule, as everyone does in that division. So Desmond Ritter, I would say this. There were some throws. He had a wide-open Van Jefferson open for a touchdown. He missed him. He had another one where he had a Kadero Hodge on the sideline, in which, you know, could have throw been better? Yes, but Hodge got to make that catch. It was a few plays here and there that could have been better for Daz. The interception at the end, mind-boggling. But I think the Falcons still sit in a position where they can win this division. So you don't want to freak out. And then next thing you know, things go haywire even more. Meanwhile, staying in that division, at one point, the Carolina Panthers had a 14-0 lead on the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, when I saw that score, I said, okay, did the Dolphins, uh, was a junior varsity team there? Then the Dolphins proceeded to go on a 42-7 run to win a 42-21. Two turn by lower three touchdown passes. Tyreek Hill, 163 yards receiving, a touchdown, and a backflip with a phone in his hand at the same time. Two turn by lower. Talk about how speedy this offense is. Speed kills, and... These other teams see that. Uh, those guys have put that on film. It's not just with Tyreek. It's with Jalen. Um, we also have uh, our running backs. There's a lot of other guys that are sneaky fast as well, but they don't get that opportunity um, you know, much because of those, those guys. Do you believe right now that the best team in the AFC or is it somebody else in the field? Ooh. Are they the best team in the AFC? Mm-hmm. I'm still going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, now, I do believe the Miami Dolphins can can pose the most problems to the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm going to go with Kansas City. Also, you got to look at who Kansas City lost to. They lost to the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. who a lot of people have as the best team in the NFC. I have them as number two right now. But, man, you look at this game, Mike McDaniel still being able to be valuable with the run game. Raheem Mostert, even though Devon Aitchin is not in the ball, uh, playing right now. Right. Mostert was still a significant part of that run game. Also, Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle did his thing. And then Tua with the pinpoint accuracy. It's very easy to look at how that eye candy looks with the Miami Dolphins and say, yep, they're the best in the AFC. The worst thing you can say to that is that the Kansas City Chiefs are paying attention and saying, oh, really? All right. When we play in London, 
We're going to find out what's what when both of these two get together. And, oh, by the way, the Miami no, Dolphins. I think, I think theirs is in Germany, right? Germany. Once you're outside the United States, you can be playing Timbuktu for all I care. I just know it's not in the United <laughs> States as far as that goes. I don't Germany. care if you go to Beijing, baby. Exactly. I'll take you there. Exactly. New York, London, Paris, music. Everybody's talking <laughs> about that. NFL music. So I get it when they're playing overseas. But we'll find also for Miami this week. You know the Philadelphia Eagles after losing to the Jets and how physical they can be? They ain't about trying to hear any kind of nonsense that, oh, man, this could be a slide for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get another instance of the Miami Dolphins playing a very physical defense that can get after the quarterback like the team they played and lost to along the lines of the Buffalo Bills. Last but not least, the Patriots lost again on Sunday. They're now 1-5, losing to the Raiders in the Josh McDaniels Bowl, 21-17. Mac Jones has thrown five interceptions and no TDs since they only went versus the Jets in Week 3. Mac Jones, what? Yeah, I'm confident. I think um, that comes from years of experience and okay. earning respect from people. Right. And I think I've done that. But okay. once again, I'm, I'm trying to win every game that I play on, sure. playing, and I'm not doing it. So right. I just really want to focus on how can I bring these guys with me? Right. How can we clean up the little things? And right. um, it takes all 11, and, and that's sure. important. And to be the leader of that 11 okay. um, is a lot of stress, but that's yeah. why I play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really want to win. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of things to do that during the week, but right. – for whatever reason, it's just not happening on Sunday. Okay. Well, at the rate they're going, they're going to get a top three, top four pick in the NFL draft. If Bill Belichick is still around, Harry Douglas, would you draft a quarterback if you're in that spot at number three or number four if you're the Patriots? Uh, hell yes. <laughs> you better draft a quarterback. Look at the ones in your division. Or you won't have a chance year in, year in after year, year in after year out, however the hell you say it. <laughs> year in and year out? I'm yeah, here, there you go. I'm year in and year out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what he said. If you don't draft a quarterback, then maybe Robert Kraft will move on for Bill Belichick. I, I, it shouldn't even be a a question in that in that front office. Can you imagine if Bill Belichick goes to Robert Kraft? You got the number four pick in the draft. I want to trade down for more picks. Man, Robert Kraft, you know what? We just relieved you of your duties. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta go. Take your dog with you. Mm-hmm. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Will Aaron Rodgers return this season? And did he give a hint about that on the Pat McAfee Show early on Tuesday? Keep it here. That's next. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. So is he going to do it? Or not going to do it. The he, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. The it, playing football for the Jets this year after rupturing his Achilles on the fourth play of this season. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And Terry Smart, speaker to play ESPN Radio. Harry, I'm going to believe that he's not going to be back playing in a uniform for the Jets this year. Where do you stand? Who? I'm up in the air on this one. Um, but seeing Aaron Rodgers this past weekend – putting that weight on his foot, uh, his Achilles to be exact, and throwing the football and moving around very well for a guy who just had Achilles surgery. <laughs> um, I'm still going to go with I believe it when I see it. Okay, yeah, so we're on the I same mind. Yeah. But if we do see it, we'll say, huh, if anybody could do that, it would Aaron be that Rogers. guy. Yeah, yeah, it would be that because everybody's caught in the Aaron Rodgers mate tricks as far as that goes and what he can do to try to make sure his mind and his body are together back on a football field. Dan in Ohio, is Aaron Rodgers coming back to play football this year or not for the Jets and why? Freddie, Harry, I appreciate your show. I love listening to you guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. you. No, he's not playing again. Um, Like I told the producer, he's just here for the press. He just wants to hear his name back in the, the spotlight. That's all he is. He's out looking for you know, get his name back in the papers, back on the radio and everything like that. He's a forgotten soldier right now, so he just needs to get his name back out there. Well, I think one of the things that I did hear from Aaron Rodgers again during this interview with Pat McAfee is that, you know, when you get hurt and you're isolated from everyone, that's not a good feeling. Trust me, I've been there. I know. And my level of appreciation for things came to another level to the point where Freddie, all I want to do was smell the grass right. on a football field. Oh, so, but, but fresh cut grass in a football field, one of the best smells in the oh, world. I know. So for Aaron Rodgers, man, he's a guy that, you know, your season has ended when you had all these dreams and aspirations. So you're down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people really understand that. Like 
his mental state, yeah. even though I think he's a mentally strong guy, mm-hmm. but when you just tear your Achilles and everything that you had hoped for has gone down the drain at that yeah. moment, you feel you you feel that way. You want to be around the guys again, so he's done everything in his power to be at that facility, to be at the games and be there with Zach Wilson and be there with his teammates because that makes him feel like one of the guys again. So I'm not, I would never sleep on that because I I know exactly what that feeling is. It it feels different because Aaron Rodgers has been that prickly personality in the past that a lot of people would not want to give him the benefit of the doubt that doesn't seem real, that he's just doing to be narcissistic and everything. I don't get that feeling mainly because it's not him versus the team and the upper management of the organization like it had been for the last two, three, four years with the Green Bay Packers. It just feels different than putting himself out there, not to say, look at me, but to say, I want to be back because I like those guys. Those guys like me as well. And I we actually like again. everybody here. Right. And everybody I actually want to be around everybody here. Right. And everybody likes me, likes me back. Like I like, right. like being around them as far as that goes. EJ in North Carolina, Aaron Rodgers, will he play again this year or not and why? Hey, what's good, fellas? Love the show. Appreciate you. Um, so here is my story. Medical tech has changed a lot. I had a knee reconstruction where I came back after three months and still I was a kicker and then went on to kick. I now work at a restaurant 20-some years later where the uh, – former owner who has since passed two he had a double lung surgery replacement second in the world and he lived for years after it i guess he's saying modern medicine has made it a lot more possible aaron Rodgers to do what he did compared to 20 years ago i think that's the situation that ej was going for I, I, i'm with you harry I, i'll believe him when i see it I know Aaron Rodgers is on that side of my mental strength will get me through. I'm not doubting that for one second when it comes to him. And, yeah, modern medicine, no question about that. A lot more events. You've had surgeries on your on your body. I had I tore my ACL as well. So we know what that process can be like with modern medicine compared to then. But at his age, Achilles, I'm going to err on the side of I don't. I don't think he comes back this year. I would love to see, but I don't think so. And also, like, we, we got to also – Remember, like the the Jets need to be in a situation where they they can make the playoffs too. Now that's another like that. Component. That's a yeah. whole other component that mm-hmm. we haven't even compartmentalized yet. Yeah, and, and you don't know how much it's going to take for him to get up to speed if they are in playoff contention and have him back on a football field. What if Zach Wilson's playing out of his mind? That is something you have to consider. That's another thing, yep. As well, like we mentioned, Major League Baseball at seven thirty. We get you ready for Phillies Diamondbacks. That's next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance together on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Normally, Amber and Ian would be on this time. You get an extra 30 minutes of us because we get you ready for game two of the NLCS between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies. Right now, all the roads of the World Series goes through ESPN radio. Every pitch, every hit, Every out, every strike, every foul ball, all the postseason action, you can stand on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And let's get you ready for game two of the NLCS happening in Philadelphia as the Phillies try to take a 2 nothing lead against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Our man Doug Glanville will be on the call tonight as the ESPN Major League Baseball analyst and also color analyst. Hit him on Twitter, Doug Glanville. Last night, it was the Bryce Harper show once again, Doug. Another home run. Kyle Schwarber led off the game with another home run. But Harper goes two for three, solo home run, two RBIs in game one. How does he continue to do this where the moment gets brighter and he gets hotter? I mean, that's just Bryce Harper's makeup. I mean, he's been in that moment in that spotlight for a long time. I mean, he was a star as a teenager and uh, the hype he's lived up to. But sometimes you can live up to hype in individual performance. But when you do it on a big stage in a championship environment, you know, that is really the next level. That's the sort of LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, who high school phenoms who turned it into rings at this level and that's harper i mean he, he thrives in these moments and he's trying to get that ring to kind of really cement uh all the things that he's led up to this moment 
And when you look at the Philadelphia Phillies and the way they dominated that series versus the Atlanta Braves, and you look at game one versus the Diamondbacks, are, is Arizona in over their heads, or do they have a fighter's chance to compete with Philly in this series? Well, they always have a chance. They just swept the 101 win Dodgers. I mean, <laughs> and they, they uh, so you do that, you're doing something right. Um, the thing is, the Diamondbacks are not as much of an offensive team, but they're a team that when they get on base, they can run. And they haven't really been able to do that so far in the, you know, the, short, the small sample of game one uh, because Wheeler just pitched exceptionally well. But they're a speed team, they're defense, and they have good starters in the one-two punch between uh, Gallon and Kelly. So you'll see Kelly in game two tonight. Uh, that's, their, that's one of their best pitchers. And they have to just get their speed involved. And that's what the Phillies took away from them in game one. And I want to touch on Aaron Nola right quick because his knuckle curveball, do you think anybody can actually hit that <laughs> knuckle curve? Because it's nasty. <laughs> no, it's a great pitch. And, and, you know, he has a change up to complement it. And he's got good movement. And Nola's, you know, you look at his career now, he's a guy that will give you 200 innings. He's going to strike out a lot of batters. Uh, he's always going to put your team in a position, you know, give you five innings, six innings, set up the bullpen as needed. That's what he's dependent about. Um, and it's not, it wasn't his best year. He's given up a lot of home runs this year. But in the last month, I mean, he's been strong and been phenomenal in the postseason. Doug Glanville, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst, will be on the call tonight for Game 2 of the NLCS between the Phillies and Diamondbacks in Philadelphia, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. One last thing before we move on to the other series, the American League Championship Series. How much could it help Arizona that early on it looked awful and then you looked up, Doug, it was 5-3, and they were threatening to maybe push this game a little further? Yeah, I mean, we talked to their manager, Troy Lavella, before the game, and he's like, whoa, this could be 10 nothing real quick. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't. You know, Gallon is tough, though. He, he didn't have his best stuff. He was missing, and they didn't miss. Uh, but the bats, you know, got to him. But he was still hanging in there, and that's what great starters do. Even if they're not as sharp or they're getting knocked around, they still keep you close enough. And he was able to do that, and the, and the Diamondbacks just kind of crept around. So that's the thing. I, I described it to, to Lavello as two different games. You know, you had sort of the beginning where they had you up against the ropes and you didn't know what was hitting you, and then all of a sudden you kind of figured out and got your bearing. So that could be something they may build on in game two. Now I want to ask you about the Houston Astros. What do they need to do to get themselves back in this series? I know Valdez didn't have the best game his last outing. But what can they do to actually compete in this series and make it uh, competition, basically? They have to get out of Houston, okay? <laughs> because, I mean, they, did, they, were, they had a really tough time at home this year for whatever reason. They just were not a good home team. They were really good on the road. And uh, we saw Dusty Baker against the Diamondbacks the last week of the season. And he's like, I'm not sure what it is, but it is good in the postseason to be good on the road. So they're, they're very comfortable and it is the road in Texas. It's still the same state. So they just need a reset there um, and, and find a way to squeak one out. And then once they get one under their belt, they have the pedigree to know that you know they're, they're never out of it. They just have a really talented team. Doug Glanville, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. The Texas Te- Rangers have not lost in the postseason. Apparently they don't want to ever lose again in this postseason. Going 7-0. and how, does, how do the Houston Astros – make them uncomfortable, and make them just a little bit of afraid because that team has all the confidence in the world right now. They have to get in their bullpen earlier. I mean, you know, the weakness of their Texas Rangers is the depth of their bullpen. Uh, They have LeClerc, and by the way, LeClerc has pitched in every single game to try to close these games out. That's a lot of work. And all of a sudden now you go to Texas and you have three games in a row. It's going to be hard to go LeClerc, LeClerc, LeClerc. So they have to find a way to, you know, get Montgomery, get these starters out of there so that you start to weaken their bullpen and try to do it in game three, if you can, because then it ripples into four and five. Uh, that's, the, that's the Achilles heel of the Texas Rangers. They can hit, they can mash, they can run. They're good athletes and all these things, but their challenge is that their bullpen has been sort of inconsistent. And, and the Astros, on the other hand, have a really good bullpen. When you look at the two teams in game three, who has the advantage? Is it Christian Javier or is it Max Scherzer? Good question. Well, Scherzer's the X factor. You know, we you know, we don't know what we're going to get. Is he fully healthy? And so I got to say the Astros have a little bit of a leg up because it's not like you're thinking Scherzer will start and then go like nine innings or something. So uh, if he gives them, you know, three innings, then you still have to get – you're going to get in that bullpen just naturally. So that wild card, you know, I think the Astros are now back against the wall and feeling like they 
are going to come out swinging. And Javier, you know, he hasn't had his best year either, uh, but you saw him last year and, and how locked in he can be. I mean, he, he can find that rhythm. Uh, he's really tough. Texas is undefeated up 2-0 in their series. Philly's trying to make it 2-0 in their series tonight. In your opinion, Doug, who is the best team left out of those two? Between Texas and Houston? Absolutely. No, between Texas and Philadelphia. Oh, well, I think the Phillies are the best team left right now. Um, and the reason I say that is they have effectively six starters. I mean, they have so much starter depth. You know, they don't have, like, the Rangers challenge, right? They can go in and start anybody, Ranger Suarez, whatever you want. And they can those pitchers all put their bullpen in the right spot. And they, their bullpen has executed. And nothing was clearer when they beat the Braves in a game when they clinched against the Braves. The Braves had the hit. Uh, Eddie Rosario against a lefty and pinch hit a, a rookie who hadn't even played the entire series because they were so mismatched because of the Phillies bullpen. And that just shows you like how deep they are and how tough it is to kind of counter what they're bringing at you. So I think they are the most complete game. They're built for series plays, as Rob Thompson says. Uh, they are, you know, because they have sluggers. They can put up the quick runs. Uh, you know, they're good athletes. And they flat out can pitch starters or relievers, and that's that's tough to beat. Doug, I gotta ask you if you're the coach on the opposing team facing the Phillies, and you understand what Bryce Harper is capable of, would you go into these matchups saying that we're pitching to him, or you're just gonna put him on base? <laughs> well, I would basically install a people mover from the airport from home <laughs> to first. Just be like, go ahead, just take your walk. Um, you got you to gotta be so careful with Harper. And the problem with Harper is, you know, we talked to his hitting coach yesterday. He said he has a violent swing yes. that's in control. You know, and that's the thing that's scary about him because he can swing that hard and be on time and be precise and still have the discipline to read ball strike. It's, it's a horrible combination for a pitcher. Um, so you have that. You, you have to pitch them around them or make them beat you to left field or, you know, you got to do something else. Uh, and, you know, because he's going to get you. And, and Castellanos, by the way, is also mm-hmm. really dangerous. So And, and they, look, they haven't even gotten the bats going from, from Stott or Bohm, uh, Real Muto somewhat. So the guys in between those two, between Harper and Castellanos, haven't even gotten going yet. So, you, get, you, you know, you always say don't let him beat you. That's, that's absolutely true until someone else kind of steps up. Harper's the guy you got to put the circle on and make sure he doesn't beat you because he's he's longing for it. He will find any motivation to use it against you, and, and he, he does that as well as anyone. First pitch of game two happens at 8.07 Eastern time. The pregame coverage starts at 7.30, and our man Doug Glamble will be all over part of the broadcast tonight as an ESPN Major League Baseball analyst in Philadelphia as the Phillies host the Diamondbacks and said game two. He joined us here on Freddie and Harry. Always great to talk to you, Doug. Enjoy game two as well. and Avoid any home run pitches hit by Bryce Harper. you got to save your family, okay? <laughs> My pleasure, guys. <laughs> Sounds good. By the game two in Philly tonight, that will be a hot ticket, and hot tickets brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets and experience it live. We got two pieces of another news, one starring Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, the other starring the Toy Hall of Fame. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. 15 minutes away from pregame coverage of Game 2 of the NLCS involving the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies in Philadelphia. But each and every night about this time, if you missed on anything in the world, sports or otherwise, we make sure you're caught up like this. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. Well, she's gone viral, and she's been, I think, on every program so far today. If you saw the Chargers-Cowboys game last night, you saw Marianne Doe, that Chargers fan, being so involved with the team, living with every play, living and dying with each possession, raising her hands triumphantly when they scored, and then putting her hands over her eyes when the Cowboys won the game. She was on the Pat McAfee show on the NFL Network, and there was a posting out there that she wasn't a real Chargers fan, Harry Douglas. There was a picture out there of her where she had on a Minnesota Vikings outfit. But then we found the real news, courtesy of Shannon Penn, our producer. Shannon, what do you got to say for yourself? So apparently it seems, though, the, the picture that's making the rounds of her in a Viking jersey and the Viking face paint, apparently her son plays for a local team uh-huh. called the Vikings. So uh-huh. that's why she had the Viking stuff on. So she is, in fact, actually a Los Angeles Chargers fan. How old is her son? I'm Uh-oh. not going to get into all of that. Uh, Harry, oh, okay. Harry's I'm still skeptical. Asking. He threw the I'm skeptical question at you. I'm investigating. Mm-hmm. You're interrogating. Yeah. I need to know this information. But I will, I will say this, and I think Andrew Hawkins said it the best. The performance she put on last night when it yeah. came to the Los Angeles Chargers, mm-hmm. we got to remember that there aren't fans in L.A. just cheering on the Chargers like that. Well, we found and one. That, <laughs> and that excited about the Chargers. So yeah. it was kind of new and different for us to be able to see live yeah. during the game. Especially when that crowd was about 70% of Cowboys Dallas fans. Cowboys. Yeah, they, yes. they, that was a home game for the Cowboys, even though they were not playing at home. But hey, if that's her team and, and she was camera-friendly like that, I'm not going to question anybody having whether it's 15 seconds of fame or 15 minutes of fame. But she's not even close to being as famous as Roger Goodell. He just signed a new contract extension. It's been signed and finalized. He's going to be your NFL commissioner between now and 2027. It brings his career earnings to roughly $700 million. He has made that much money being the mouthpiece for the owners and taking all those boos from fans. Hey, fans out there, I got these words for you. Those boos only make him stronger. And for damn sure, only make him richer. So, Freddie, I did a job shadow slash internship at the NFL office in 2009. Uh-huh. You're telling me yep. that I should have just stayed in that lane mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the NFL office and worked my way up to commissioner? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Wait, so did you have any interactions with Goodell during your time there? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yes, I had one. If you had, had to think one. about it, how quick was it? Also, um, Troy Vincent as well. Okay. And the departments that I did things in was player development, consumer and sales, officiating. All right. It was one more. I can't remember. I was going to ask you if it was uh, cream it was a good sugar experience. and coffee, but I guess not. Yeah. Hey, he, <laughs> Harry's not going to be anybody's gopher. Nice try. See, that, see, that, see, that's why we can't have nice things. That's why we can't have the, no, the no, stuff with Thanksgiving, I, nothing Freddy, like that. I will say this, though. One one of the things I did learn, like when I started interning at ninety two ninety game here in Atlanta, right? I I would do the I would do the dirty work though. Okay. I I didn't absolve myself of those things okay. because 
I didn't want to come in there any, in any situation and say, you know, I'm Harry Douglas. I, I, I can't do this. I wanted to show them that I was willing to do everything. That's say I used to bring donuts okay. and Good get stuff for older people. I, I, I did it. I did that in my first internship in radio as well. And then they said, now we're going to teach you the business. Now we got the whole coffee thing out the way. So I learned mm-hmm. so much from those internships. Oh, no. Now, once I did it for a little second, it was over with now. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. They, if they had you keep on keeping on, then... They, they, it was, it was over. It you, was over. You, with. you got two legs and two arms. Go get it yourself. You know what you're doing. <laughs> Last but not least, part of another news on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. We now have the finalists for the Toy Hall of Fame. For those who say, Freddie, you're making that up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's in Rochester, New York. There's an actual Toy Hall of Fame. As a matter of fact, you can cast a vote, one vote per day, through October 24th on the National Toy Hall of Fame website. At these finalists, the Fisher-Price Corn Popper, which for those who don't know is a push toy, colorful balls, no pause, please, has been a repeat finalist for encouraging <laughs> babies who are learning to walk. My Little Pony Mini Horses, that's in the running. They even outsold Barbie for several years at the height of their popularity between 1982 and 1983. Pez went from being a breath mint to candy bricks served between from pop culture-inspired dispensers in 1948 Pass sells 3 billion individual candies each year and keeps about 60 to 70 dispensers in production. The pogo stick that has kept people bouncing around nonstop since the <laughs> 1900s. I know. And Transformers action figures. Ooh. Three other toys will be honored and chosen with 12 finals announced last month. The nominees are baseball cards, Battleship, Bingo, Bop It, Cabbage Patch Kids, Choose Your Own Adventure Game Books, Connect Four, Little Tykes Cozy Coop, Nerf, Slime, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Barbie's boyfriend, Ken. Go for it. Go for it more. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connect four. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Wow, you went deep on that. But speaking of that, we're coming to Connect Four. But the, the, the original finals I meant, those are like second chance finals. They have second chance Jeopardy. They'll be nominated with the other ones, and people can vote on the National Toy Hall of Fame to see who gets inducted. Like how, how, do you not, how do you not make it the first time? Like, what, what happens if you got to yeah. go for the voting again? What, I, I, did you, have, did you improve question. your public image? Yeah, what now, happened? Well, the, these are the people in the voting public. Those are the ones that are voting for it. Those three, three out of the five will be inducted with the other ones that have been with the board of directors that votes on these kind of things. That's how that goes. I know way too much about There's the National Toy Hall of Fame. steroid testing involved in, in some of these games? What's going on here? Well, you, if everybody was doing it. If, look, if, if, look, I saw yeah. Uno over there doing something a little fishy. Ooh, listen here. Uno, I play some Uno. I love some Uno, man. The worst thing is when people try to cheat at Uno, it just takes away something from my soul. It really does. So Uno gets very serious in my house. Same like with my with nieces mine. and my nephews yeah. and, my, and my kids. Uh-huh. Like it, it gets vicious. Right. And in my house, I am crowned the Uno king. Okay. And I get them. So we play whoever wins three or four games first. So we everyone has ample opportunities. All right. So I always end up winning. And my, okay. my nephews yeah. and my nieces, they get so angry at me. My kids uh-huh. do too. Especially, like, I know you're trash talking the whole time. Oh, what? I don't spare them babies. <laughs> I don't spare them damn babies about nothing. Jeez. So I got, a very, I got a very important and crucial question for you guys regarding Uno. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, when you play, are you able to stack the draw twos, the draw fours, or do you not? No, you can you stack them. You can okay. stack them, yeah. Because that's a big debate with yeah, me and my girlfriend. We, we don't take that away from the game, no. You can stack those. Yeah, I agree. You, you can definitely do so, Real quick, while I got you guys here, what was your favorite toy? Mark, I'll start with you. Oh man, I was an action figures type of person. Okay, so like any any superhero stuff. All right, Devin King, what's your favorite? Toy? I was gonna say action figures. Like like I had a bunch of wrestling guys, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice, all all those figures. Okay, Shannon Penn, yours. Here's a reminder too before we g- I give mine that Harry doesn't have a favorite toy. That's no, right. He didn't have I, toys I, I was, I was, I was gonna say going baseball, basketball, and football. You, you, you didn't see my face. I'm over here looking at you like Freddie. I know. I know. That's why I did that because I know you didn't have you. you, you Harry's out there running combine drills at age five. Damn right. Knees up. Let, arms moving, knees up, <laughs> arms moving. That's why I said it because Harry, you know, they weren't they were in a toy household. Shout out to Papa Douglas having That's two right. professional athletes in one household. That is very Harry true. Douglas, me, <laughs> Tony Douglas, my yeah, brother. Yeah, no toys, no fun, but they they became athletes when it was all said and done. Now Shannon, we live how we want to live. That's true. They, with, with all those drivers taking you back and forth in the great Atlanta area. <laughs> and Shannon, what was your favorite toy yeah, growing up? It's probably an action figure. I grew up as an only child, so I had a lot, all the no, action No, you said you told us it was the banana, the the the, 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 bike. the banana seat. Bike. Yeah. You used to ride the banana seat. You used to ride. Tell us more. Tell us more, Shannon. Tell us more, Shannon. How you used to ride the banana seat? That's how I'm married now. <laughs> <laughs> that banana yeah. get it done. I mean, Pause. <laughs> 
I mean, I, the minute you said that, said, okay, we're going down that rabbit hole. There's no doubt about it. They're going down that rabbit hole. I Mr. Think we, banana Seat himself, yeah, riding the banana bike. Hey, have you seen Shannon? He's out riding the banana bike again. again yeah. Look at him. Just enjoying himself. With, with, with no cause to worry about repercussions or consequences. He, he riding that banana seat smiling, too. He never <laughs> fell off that. <laughs> Good Lord. I, see, now, if that was part of the National Toy Hall of Fame, that would be getting a first vote from Shannon. He'd be voting that immediately, every day. Banana seat bike. Every day, banana seat bike. <laughs> Deb, what was yours? Action figures. Action figures. Yeah. Which ones? Yeah. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. oh, or, the, okay. or wrestling guys? My favorite toy growing up, my mom and dad bought me a full-length football uniform of Joe Namath, still to this Ooh, day. Helmet, okay. shoulder pads, you know, green and white uniform. There's still a picture of me that my mom that hopefully will never Wait, a uniform? Media. Full uniform. That's a clothes, though. That's not a toy. Yeah, wait a minute. Look, I played it a lot. Says? It was a toy for yeah. me. Second, the closest one, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That's the second one. That was the second one as far as that goes. The show so juvenile. We're going to have some adult humor coming your way when it comes to Phillies and Diamondbacks game two coverage begins right now. For Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.